This is the Voice in the Wilderness podcast channel. This is Random Thoughts number eight, and in keeping with my general overall new policy of rambling whenever I get the itch, I'm going to ramble today. There's going to be an overall theme. However, when I say ramble, um, it may go slightly over an hour. It just depends on where the Lord leads me. So, um, oh, and by the way, this is a special Thanksgiving edition to my American listeners. Um, a happy Masonic Thanksgiving. And for my um, listeners outside the United States, this episode, um, uh, I will explain the nature of Thanksgiving as it is in our Masonically founded country. Let's start with a prayer, guys. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, amen. All that I am, all that I have. All that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory, and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. Amen. So, today's overall theme is the nature of gratitude. And... As God's divine providence would have it, I've been having issues with the RSS feed podcast curating system, and I'm hoping this gets out. Um, but as as God's divine providence would have it, today it's coming, it's coming out. This this episode I'm having on the nature of gratitude on the one day that our Masonic masters uh, purposely set aside for gratitude for living in the Masonically designed country that we live in for Americans. On a true Catholic um in the true Catholic sense, I want to get to that because anybody who's a long-term listener knows I utterly hate and despise um, the Masons who run our country and our Masonic form of government. Um, therefore, my first allegiance is not to the... Um, very ill man with dementia who's pretending to be president right now. But my first and only um, person, I, I'm sorry, persons that I owe my allegiance to are our Lord, his blessed mother, and the heavenly kingdom. Because... In case you haven't figured it out by this time, um, I'm all about our Lord and his blessed mother and everything else is but a temporary inconvenience that I have to go through while I'm on earth to get Lord willing to heaven. So 
on a personal level, and when I say on a personal level, I'm obviously talking about a true Catholic level. The nature of gratitude, if you read the writings of the saints, the doctors of the church, the fathers of the church, um, everything, they will tell you flat out that your blessings come from heaven. They do not come from your Masonically controlled governments. They do not come through your own efforts. They come from God himself. Now, me personally, I do, I really do try to live what I preach. But being the flawed, failed human being, occasionally I forget. And our Lord, in his mercy, his kindness, and his love, has to smack me like a little puppy that wet the carpet and remind me because I forget where my blessings come from. But one of the things they teach you, teach is if you are on the road to piety and devotion, you could literally be homeless, wearing rags, with not a penny to your name, and you're going to be just as happy as if you lived in a mansion or chalet somewhere with all the servants that you needed, surrounded by all your friends, loved ones, and what have you, all your needs taken care of, it doesn't matter. You're going to be just as happy because you realize where your blessings lie and who grants them to you. Now, once again, me being, and I'm going to keep it strictly to myself because the reason I'm attempting to do this today is God's divine providence over the past couple days um, had to smack me on the nose and remind me of what true gratitude is all about. Um, but true gratitude if you understand that they come from God and his blessed mother and they come and it doesn't matter what your material circumstances are because as I said earlier in the episode not not too long ago oh, six minutes in um everything comes from God they do not come through your efforts they do not come from your government. Everything comes from God. Even, as I never get tired of pointing out to my more natural-minded listeners, your, your natural attributes. If you're a particularly ambitious uh, go-getter, you know, entrepreneur type, guess what? That came from God. If you have a particular particularly beautiful spouse and wonderful kids, guess what? That came from God. If you have a happy-go-lucky personality, that came from God. If you're a particularly charming individual, came from God. If you have a particularly well-paying job, came from God. If you have a well-paying job, came from God. Um, you get the picture. You get the drift. I'm hoping. I'm praying. I really am. Now, if I sound a little manic right now, um... Despite my own failings and shortcoming, our Lord and His Blessed Mother saw fit to smack me with an especially heavy dose of the Holy Ghost today.
So if I sound a little manic, just understand that um, I'm drunk on the Holy Ghost. No, um, I'm not getting together with family and uh, I, I don't have a large adult beverage next to me and I'm not naturally drunk. I am naturally drunk on the Holy Ghost. There is a difference. Anyhow, um, but if you are a true Catholic on the most Masonic of holidays, you will understand, or at least I hope you understand and have been taught that if you are particularly rich in blessings, and we all are, that's the whole point of true gratitude, even if you're a down-and-out homeless person, you are still drowning in the Lord's blessings. Um, materially, you may not have much, but because God is your maker and author, you're drowning in blessings, you just don't realize it yet. But if you've been given, or if you're drowning in blessings, if you're a true Catholic, your understanding should be that you should share whatever blessings you might have with your friends, relatives, and neighbors. And I can't stress this enough, especially with those less fortunate than you are. I can't stress that enough. I live in an apartment complex and my neighbors are pretty much in the same material circumstances that I am. However, um, when I'm particularly aware of the blessings and graces that have been bestowed upon me, I do try to share what little I have with the people that I consider less fortunate than I am. And by the way, if you are um, homeless, your good example is a blessing, and you should try to share your good example or whatever, um, how should I put this, um, character or... Um, mental blessings that God has given you with your fellow homeless people. Now, oh, and by the way, if you happen to live a comfortable existence or whatever, today is not, you know, and, and I understand because today is literally the most Masonic of holidays that we are trained that you get together with family members and we overindulge in food and drink and we have enjoyable conversation. And I'm talking about the people who enjoy their families. Um, and we just generally, you know, we have a good day. And what, what our Masonic government and I'm talking about my American uh, listeners, what our government tried to inculcate in us is, is, is that, well, we're supposed to be grateful because our Masonic government gave us a day off to get together with friends and family and eat uh, food and just not think about where our blessings really come from. Um... But 
Thank you, Mother Mary and Lord Jesus, for reminding me. A lot of people really don't particularly care for their families, or in my case, my family is literally the atomized individuals that sometimes call themselves families, but in reality are actually society at large. What do I mean by this? I mean in my family, such as it is, everybody is their own atomized individual. Uh, back when my grandmother was alive, we used to get together at her house to get together and exchange meaningless pleasantries. We didn't out and out hate each other. We didn't have the stupid arguments that some families did, but we just got together, had meaningless pleasantries, and then went our own separate ways until the next holiday rolled around. Should you be in the unfortunate position where your family does not get along, you're a bunch of atomized individuals, or if, for whatever reason, you cannot stand your family, guess what? They are your family. You're related to them. They are a blessing. Okay? It used to make me laugh a few years ago when the Masonic media was putting out articles about the woke family members who would go to Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, what have you, and bring politics into the house and try to start fights because their God is politics. Actually, their God is the God of the world, but what have you. Um, those, those annoying individuals are still your families. Me personally, I have a family member who, um, for whatever reason, hasn't spoken to me since my grandmother's funeral, which was back in 2010. I pray for her. I wish her well. But she is still my relative, and because God loved me as, as bad as I am, I love her. To my knowledge, I haven't done anything to upset her, but for whatever reason, she chooses not to speak to me. Now, my attitude is, is if you don't come to me and tell me you have an issue with me, I can't fix the problem. So therefore... Um, if somebody refuses to speak to me, refuses to have anything to do with me, the only thing I can do is pray for them. And should they approach me, do the best I can. That Should they deign to let me know why they're upset with me, try to fix the situation. But people are people and you can only deal with them as they are, not as you want them to be. So I just a little gentle reminder that even if you despise your family and you despise having to get together with them, they're still your family. And guess what? They're still a blessing from God. If you um, hate them and despise them, my gentle suggestion would be that you're in the wrong spiritual state. But that's just my suggestion. Take it for what it's worth. Now. On the nature, uh, oh, one last thing. Those of you, and I've sat through plenty of Protestant churches where they teach this. For new listeners, I'm a former Protestant and former Vatican II sect member before I actually became a set of a contest, which is pre-Vatican II Council Catholicism, or Catholic, on an individual level. I sat through plenty of uh, Protestant church services where they preached the necessity, those who 
are materially blessed should get back to those who are lacking. That is true, but for the wrong reasons, because obviously Protestantism is a heresy. And the reason I say it's right for the wrong reasons is the pre-Vatican II, oh, I'm sorry, the pre, yeah, the pre-Vatican II Council Catholic Church also taught this. However, because the, the pre-Vatican II Council uh, Catholicism is nuanced, it wasn't, you know, and this is, this is where one of the reasons I'm no longer part of, the, of what you guys consider the public facade of the Catholic Church, I'm no longer a part of that sect, is because they're all about attending to people's material needs without attending to their spiritual needs. That is not only heretical theology, it's also a bad idea. Because ultimately, even as I speak, there may be a homeless person freezing to death somewhere, freezing and starving to death in an alley somewhere, if he is not in the correct, proper spiritual mindset, he is going to die, he or she, I should say, is going to die in their sins, and they are going to have to face God as they are. Because once you die, your will is fixed. Therefore, let's just say that you're driving around in your car looking for people to bless materially. That in and of itself is not a bad thing. And you see this person, you pick them up, and you clothe them, you feed them, you give them a bath, and you, you know, you take them to the shelter or whatever, but they're in the wrong spiritual state, and part of being in the wrong spiritual state is having the wrong religion, because your religion counts. Yes, I know, ad nauseum, beating a dead drum, blah, 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 blah. It is what it is. That person, they're clothed, they're warm, they're food, they're clean. If they have a heart attack that night in that shelter and die, they have to face God in the, in the spiritual state in which they died in. If it is incorrect, I'm not claiming to be God's uh, mouthpiece or know his mind, um, mind personally. I just know what I've been taught. They're going to have to answer for it. Now, what God's decision is, is going to be a personal one between him and that person. And I can't stress that enough. Should you die in your sins, your judgment, your personal judgment is going to be, be it's going to be between you and God. Now, Enough with the personal level of gratitude. I mean, actually, I could go on longer, but um, I've got a lot of ground to cover with this particular episode. And part of this episode, too, is, is kind of, I'm hoping this actually, I'm hoping this actually um, downloads onto the RSS feed. Because if it doesn't, then it's going to add complications to an already complicated situation. But I'm going, I've got a lot of ground to cover, and that's the situation with this podcast feed is going to be one of them. 
As far as the uh, the most Masonic of holidays known as Thanksgiving in America, which also goes along with the Masonic holidays of Veterans Day, um, Veterans Day, uh, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day. They are all the well. I mean, they're all Masonic holidays, but um. As the meme goes, Thanksgiving is the most Masonic of the holidays. If Christmas and Easter are the most Catholic of all the Catholic holidays, um, Thanksgiving is, by design, by our Masonic masters here in America, um, their uh, Christmas and Easter rolled into one. Now, I already kind of covered earlier, about 10 minutes ago, how... The design for Thanksgiving is is to take your minds off of where your true your blessings truly come from and focus in on what I call the material blessings that you have. Your money, your job, your family, your spouse, your warm house if you're blessed enough. Whatever your material circumstances are. Now for my foreign listeners. If you do not. If, if my references to America being a Masonic country seem a little obscure. I would invite you to listen to my episodes. Which I. Uh, not just on this particular podcast channel. But my other one where I dissect in detail why America is not only founded by Masons, for Masons, but it is also based, uh, the Constitution, Declaration, and Independence are all based on Masonic principles. Um, Masonry, for my foreign listeners, is the um what i call the default position of america as an artificial construct that it is of a country um as i said in an earlier episode most countries have a dominant ethnic group that make up their country america is a polyglot just like the artificial constructs of countries that were uh, Yugoslavia, Czechoslovakia back in the day, and a lot of African and Asian nations. And just a quick boring history lesson. A lot of the African and Asian countries and those who are historically uh, knowledgeable from those particular nations will tell you that these nations are artificial constructs generally made between the time of the Treaty of Versailles after World War I and afterward and afterward uh, the time after World War I. Some countries were made after World War II. Some countries were made up by the UN. But those from Africa and Asia will be more than happy to tell you, if you're willing to listen, that basically they just made artificial lines on a map 
that were made up of different tribes and different ethnic groups and said, hey, you guys are Nigerian. Hey, you guys are Vietnamese. Hey, you guys are um, Iraqis. Hey, you guys are Afghanis. Hey, you guys are Pakistanis. Hey, you guys are Indians. But America, America was the test case. Because for my uh, listeners outside the United States, you may be totally unaware of this fact, that um, America, um, before it became a country, um, it, it became, quote-unquote, a country around the 1780s. Now, for my listeners in Africa and Asia, in the 1780s, I'm sure the majority of um, your tribe or your ethnic groups were living within their own areas of Africa and Asia, and you weren't known from whatever part, from whatever artificial construct of a country that you're now called. In other words, uh, uh, let's just say South Africa. Let's just say you're uh, a Zulu tribe, uh, a part of the Zulu tribe, ethnic group. If you, if your family um, was was uh, of the Zulu tribe or ethnicity, you guys were Zulus. You weren't South Africans. South Africa is a Masonic construct. Well, it's the same thing in America. Now, when America was founded, it was a, because it was an English colony, the majority of the colonists were English. However, through American history, we allowed immigration into our country, diluting and eventually pushing aside the original English ancestors and now we are literally a polyglot because I don't think that there is a nation in the world that does not have an ethnic group here in America. Now, for me, I'm an American by accident of birth. Um, it doesn't bother me that uh, a bunch of um, people of Mexican descent or Korean descent, Japanese descent, Iraqi descent, um, Russian descent, German descent. I don't care where you come from. I, I don't. Because at the end of the day, America is an artificial construct. It's not a real country. So if people move here to escape the tyranny of their own Masonic governments, I would say it's a mistake and you're jumping out of the frying pan into the fire. But you're an individual, you have to do what's best for you. And I say, welcome aboard. God bless you. Good luck. And I mean that sincerely. Because to me, oh, and this, this, this also too, why I'm so harsh on my co-religionists, and it's not just my co-religionists from America, said Vacantis in general, I don't care where you're at, I don't care who you're from, tend to have more of an allegiance to whatever country they're from. Uh, you know, French said of a contest, their, their allegiance is to France. 
uh, Italian set of accountants, or um, Italy is a bad example because uh, really based in red pilled Italians, they're not Italians. They're they're from whatever province in Italy they're from, Tuscany, um, Venice, Rome, uh, Sicily, what have you. They you know they don't consider themselves Italians. And um, if they're anything like my favorite podcaster, um, I can't blame certain Americans who moved to Italy because they sound like a great bunch of people, no matter what province they're from. And they sound like the type of people I wouldn't mind living with or being around. But anyhow, but they tend to get it twisted and, uh, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm from France. I'm, you know, I'm French. If you're said of a contest, you're not French. If you're said of a contest, you're not American, English, Japanese, Chinese, Vietnamese, Indian, uh, African, Middle Eastern. You're not any of those things. Guess what? You are God's children, which means your king is not whatever Masonically, uh, Masonically put above you, president, prime minister, or what have you. You're leader is God Almighty, our Lord Jesus Christ, and his blessed mother, um, who is his advisor, his closest advisor, to put it in a natural sense. This is why I say, for those of you Protestants and Vatican II sect members who don't understand our Lord's blessed mother's importance to not just their salvation, but also to their blessings and the graces necessary to get to heaven, you are um, spiritually crippled. And I'm praying for you. I truly am. But um, on a natural level, I won't speak for anyone outside the United States. Um, A lot of Americans with families will be familiar with the kind of cliche that it has become in America that, depending on your family, obviously, and families are individual, um, that if you really, really needed something, I mean, you really, really needed something, but you knew dad was going to say no. You knew dad, you know, let's, let's keep it on the material level. Let's just say you want to get a new video game. If you're a young man or if you're a young female, uh, you wanted to get um, a bit of clothing, a a nice dress or what have you. But you knew if you went to to your dad, he was going to say, no, we can't afford that. Go pound sand, go mow lawns, go sell lemonade or whatever it is. I'm, I'm not doing it. But your mother's a soft touch. And you know that because your dad, I hope, loves your mother, that if you went to mom and you said, Mom, man, I really want this video game or the sweater, the dress, or what have you, please, can you do it? Mom, being the soft touch, loves you dearly, at least I hope so, and was going to go to dad and say, look, you know, little, little Jane or little Tommy wants this. Come on, Dad, pony up, give them the money, you know, get them the stuff that they want. It's the same thing with our Blessed Mother. I can attest personally, 
in my own private example, that if it weren't for our Blessed Mother, I would not be where I'm at right now. Uh, all things being equal, if it hadn't been for our Blessed Mother, I right now would be the same detestable scumbag that I was not too long ago. And that uh, instead of putting out this podcast trying to get people to understand where their blessings come from, I would be uh, getting drunk and getting stoned with my buddies or doing something other than what I should be doing. And just a real quick aside, thank you, Mother Mary and Lord Jesus, once again. The nature of gratitude. Even, remember earlier I referenced the homeless person. Um, even if you don't, if you're not blessed materially with money or resources, you can still bless other people. Now, depending on how God made you and intend, um, depending on the purposes what God intends for you, because as human beings, we still have free will. Sorry, you Calvinist heretics, go pound sand. I'll have nothing to do with you and everything you stand for, I despise, but we have free will. So God makes us and intends us for a certain purpose, but because he's God, he knows the, the outcome at the end of the day. Um... Even if you're without material resources, you can still be a blessing to your fellow human beings. You just have to have the will and the intent. Anyhow, um, but for those of my listeners outside the United States, any kind of what they know as a national holiday, I am familiar with some of the national holidays of certain countries. For instance, in France, they have Bastille Day, where they actually celebrate the beheading of all the nobles and of the King and Queen of France at that time so they could have a quote-unquote republic. In Mexico, they celebrate Cinco de Mayo, although I did find something interesting. Having been married to an actual Mexican, most Mexicans see right through that BS. And it's more of an excuse for Cinco de Mayo I'm talking about. It's more of an excuse for Americans to get drunk and act like jackhammers than Mexican, uh, an actual national holiday for Mexicans. But they have that day and then they have their Independence Day, which they do celebrate. Uh, in England, in England, once again, Masonry kind of laughing at the Catholics here. They have a national holiday. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but they basically celebrate the execution of the true Catholics who wanted to kill the Protestant heretic members of Parliament for turning their original... Catholic country, Protestant. Quite frankly, the more militant side of me says that if you're going to take power by force and force a Masonic or heretical form of government on true Catholics, you deserve death. 
That's the more militant side of me. The more spiritual side of me would rather do things through the spiritual realm. I'm still working on this aspect. Um, and you get my drift about national holidays. Basically, national holidays are put in place um, to distract people's attention from the two holidays that actually matter, Christmas and Easter. Now, because I'm a pre-Vatican II Catholic, between Catholic and Easter, there are liturgical holidays, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, liturgical seasons. You have Advent, which comes before Christmas. You have Pentecost, which comes after Christmas. And then you have the time after um, Pentecost. I'm sorry, not Pentecost. Um, Lent comes before Easter. After Easter comes Pentecost. And the time after Pentecost um, are individual... Um, is 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 kind of the quiet time, um, and in interspersed throughout the Catholic liturgical year are feast days for particular saints. And if you're actually trying to follow the liturgical calendar, um, how you live is going to be determined, uh, by whatever feast day there is. Um, this is kind of a complicated concept, and I really don't want to get too deep in the weeds. Um, there are some days, there are some days outside of Friday, um, I believe they're called ember days, where you're, 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 you're supposed to treat it like a Friday. I believe the ember days fall on Wednesdays and Saturdays. But on the Ember Days, you treat it like a Friday. Uh, one meal, if at all possible, with no meat products. You can have fish, but one meal, you fast, and um, no meat. So on the feast days, the feast days are celebrations for a particular saint. Um, and if the saint may be a patron saint or a favorite saint of yours, you kind of have a little mini party for that saint. Which one of the things I love about the Mexican culture is the true Catholics of Mexico. I love their fiestas. Um, God bless the Mexicans. It was their misfortune to have to share... Uh, a common border with the Masonic English that lived north of the border of them. But anyway, and by the way, if you're a Sedvacantis uh, Mexican, you do have my sincere, my sincerest and most re uh, biggest regrets that you had the misfortune of uh, being separated by a, a imaginary line between us, or I'm sorry, between yourselves and a bunch of Masonic English people. Anyhow, but if you're true, if you're true Catholic, um, if you're if you're living the liturgical seasons and calendars, it's gonna it should affect the way you live. And when I say the way you live, I mean all 
all Catholic practices should affect the way you live. Otherwise, why would I act like a literal madman on these podcasts if Sedvacantis were doing that? But it should affect the way you live, how you eat, you know. Anyway, I, I've covered that ad nauseum. But the purpose for national holidays or whatever, uh, whatever artificial, uh, just, just, just like the artificial constructs that are known as our countries, our national holidays are artificial constructs because they don't come from God. They come from a bunch of Masonic Satanists um, who have no reference to God. Therefore, they are artificial constructs. And to make my point clear, you don't actually have to be a member of a Masonic Lodge to be a Mason. If you agree with Masonic principles, even if you're not an actual member of a Masonic Lodge, you are what I call Masonically adjacent, meaning you're not an actual Mason, Mason, but you sympathize with their principles. And if you're set of a contest, that's as bad as being an actual Mason. So, that is the nature of gratitude. Now, those of you who are regular listeners may know, or may notice actually, that I haven't posted, well, Let's just talk about the 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 two thousand pound elephant in the room. The two thousand pound elephant in the room is this: on Monday, I had a couple of response videos for a couple of my co-religionists. I attempted to post them to the RSS feed. They would not post. I was having issues, and in the course of having these issues. Between Monday and Tuesday, I put out test episodes to see if I could get them to download because I was having technical issues on some of the issues that were being posted to the RSS feed. The audio would stop after 30 seconds. So what I did was, was I would post them, give them a test listen if I had issues, I would go ahead and delete the issues. What I found out through various sources and my own personal experience was these test episodes were being posted to platforms. So my humblest apologies to a particular set of contest podcaster in question because the original title to that episode was not You Are Satan's Spawn. It was not supposed to be that. What it actually was supposed to be, and this is for the record, because should these episodes post, I'm sure this is going to get thrown in my face. Oh, you called that said of the contest podcaster Satan's Spawn. No, 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 no. That was a test. I wanted to see if it was post. The Satan Spawn reference was not toward the Set of Contest podcaster. It was actually toward the RSS feed. And it is literally a tool of Satan. It is literally a tool of Satan. But I got to use the tools I'm given. 
So my humblest apologies if any of the followers or listeners of that particular podcaster saw that incredible um, post and get it twisted in thinking that I was in um, that I was insulting that particular podcaster. I was not. I have not forgotten the rules of charity. I mean, for the most part. So, my humblest, deepest, and most sincere apologies to those followers who like the guy. Um, the the comments in question were directed at the RSS feed, not toward him. Which brings me to the conundrum. Um, when I realized that the RSS feed was, is kaput, and I repeat, it is kaput, I had to post my recordings on my old channel, St. Longinus's Baptism, because that was my only way of contacting my listeners. Um, given the nature of today's society or whatever, it was totally in God's hands. And from the looks of it, and I kind of knew this one when I recorded to my original podcast, nobody pays attention to that feed, so it probably wasn't going to go out. Hence, this episode. I'm hoping and praying that you lazy sloths will get this. I have several ways to contact me. I have listener mailbag. I have a Telegram account. I have Pinterest. I have a Tumblr. I have a Buy My Coffee account. There are ways you can contact me. But because I'm not getting any audience interaction, I'm not getting any interaction whatsoever from people, I have no way, um, I'm kind of stumbling around the dark when I encounter technical issues such as what I did on Monday. So for you lazy sloth useless consumers who just want to listen to stuff to be entertained and don't want to actually interact with the person putting out the content. And once again, for you younger types, it doesn't matter if I, you know, my approach. If you think my approach in general um, is that I'm a frothing at the at the uh, mouth lunatic, but you don't bother to try to contact me personally to find out if that is just um, um, a particular approach for a particular episode. Um, as I said on the two uh, on the two episodes I put out on my original podcast, in a vain attempt to try to reach you people, God bless you. Go your way. Because I'm not going to beg, I'm not going to plead with you. If you don't, if you lack the critical thinking skills to think, uh, and by the way, I've said it, I, I've posted ad nauseum on both my channels. These are approaches. I'm not the same person in 
in my private life as I am on these podcasts. But hey, whatever, you do you. I don't care. I'm not going to, you know, I, I, I don't care if whoever raised you treated you like a special little snowflake and um, catered to your every whim. I'm not going to do it. I want to be, I want, I am an adult and I'm making the things that I do are for adults. So start acting like it. But in those two episodes, I made mention of the fact that I'm paying the highway robbers at the RSS feed $13 a month to use their platform to curate my feeds. So being a useless consumer, if your attitude is, eh, so if he quits posting the RSS feed, if he quits posting altogether, I'm good. I don't give a crap. I've been entertained. That's good enough for me. You're useless and I don't want you. But don't, for those of you who are serious adults, who want to be treated like serious adults, here it is. I have to find a new, I have to find a new platform. Now, I did some research on Tuesday, or uh, two, I'm sorry, yesterday, because today's Thursday. I did, some, I did some research on Wednesday. I have found a couple of platforms that look promising, that hopeful, well, I mean, given the nature of society and culture that we live in, unfortunately, um, no matter what platform I'm going to have to be on, uh, even though I'm paying them a subscription fee every month, hopefully the platform that I will go on will offer better customer service and actually act like they give a dang that they are taking $13 or whatever their, their, their monthly fee is that, hey, I'm taking the man's money. I need to at least make sure that everything's working. And when he comes to me, I need to do something about it. I know, what a concept, right? Somebody gives you money, you, you check to make sure if the person's happy. I know, it's such a deep concept. Who would have thought it, right? For those of you who are serious adults, though, um... There, um, I, I need, I need at least, as I said in the two episodes that got ignored, you know, by, by my audience in general, um, I need support. As I said in one of those episodes that I put out on my original podcast, I'm not asking you to send me your last $10. I'm not asking you to send your last $2. What I'm asking for is if you find what I put out edifying and helpful, whatever it is, whatever money that you have, you know, that you can spare. Let me go back. That you can spare. $1, $2. I would appreciate it and would help me to at least maintain my subscription feeds. 
the reason I and and I try not to ask for donations in general. Because in my mind, I'm not doing this for my own personal um profit or anything like that. I'm doing this for God. And I know there's going to be some moron out there. Well, if you're doing it for God, then you should you should pay for it yourself. <laughs> uh that's what I've been doing, you jackasses who say that. That's exactly what I've been doing. The reason I wasn't able to make my subscription fee this month was because I lost my job. And as of this recording today, I'm unemployed. That's not your, you know, there, there's, there's going to be the more hardcore types of, well, you don't have a job, that's your problem. Yeah, you're right. On a personal level, it is. But as I pointed out in the two episodes that got ignored, I put a lot of time and effort into all my social media. Anybody who bothers to bob, uh, to visit my Pinterest account or my Tumblr account, there is a lot of time and effort that goes into that, not to mention the two podcast channels that I'm that I have run. So if you're the type of jackass that likes to consume content and then when the content creator says, hey, could you give me a little help? And you're like, nah, your issue. I don't care. Go pound sand. I don't want you. You're not serious. I want serious adults. I don't want mindless consumers. And while we're at this, I know that it's a popular thing nowadays that People in positions of authority or whatever, um, they want to hear. They only want to hear what they want to hear. As I said in an earlier episode, I would much rather have one of my listeners tell me to my face, go pound sand, old man, you're useless. You should be shipped to a nursing home and euthanasianized as soon as possible rather than um, in, in an email letter or whatever sound like um, giving me grudging, grudging, um, not, even, not even sincere respect, but but, you know, I'm going to tell you what you want to hear because I've got to. No, tell me what's on your mind. Did, you know, that, that's how I operate. Because obviously I have no problem calling people, my listeners, you know, um, uh, 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 lazy consumers when the need arises, and I, I expect to be treated no differently. But the key here is going to be audience interaction. I cannot make adjustments on the podcast, and, you know, if, if I'm not getting any audience interaction. So, but, you know, um... I don't care uh, if you're a younger type, uh, how indulgent and coddled you were. You know, I mean, if you're if you're over eighteen, you're an adult now. 
And if you haven't learned that uh, being an adult, just like being a Catholic, comes with responsibilities, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a surrogate foster father. I'm not a surrogate father. I'm not a surrogate uncle. I'm not even a surrogate granddad. Lord knows I'm old enough to be one. Never happened. So it is what it is. I am a guy trying to point you guys in the right direction. I want adults. I want adults who are not the herd. I want the adults who are serious and they take what they do seriously and they actually want to do something about the issues, not about society in general, within their own lives. You want to be serious, act serious. I will take you seriously. If you, if, if you want to be, you know, a... Uh, 15-year-old boy in a 30-year-old's man body, I have I don't have time for that mindset. I don't have time for it. Okay. Um, you're 15 for a year, and if you're doing what you should be doing, you should not be the same guy at 16, 17, 18 that you were at 15. But hey, people are people. Anyhow. So here's the situation. When I get done with this podcast, sometime within the next few days, I am going to try to uh, research another... Um, I'm going to try to research another platform that I'm going to migrate to. Um, but you guys need to step up to the plate. If you can't even, on a surface level, comprehend that the Saints thumbnails that are on the majority of the episodes on this platform, I didn't pull them out out of random. I actually have them curated. And that the Saints quote in particular for a particular episode, I try to make sure that it keeps with the overall theme. My bottom line is there's a lot of care and a lot of effort that goes into this. If you can't even take that shallow, superficial view, I don't have time for you and I don't, you know, go your own separate way. I'm, I'm cool. We're cool. Okay? We're cool. So within the next, like I said, when I get, when I get, And by the way, this is assuming, because I've just outlined the issues I've been having with the RSS feed. This is assuming that this episode will even post. But if it does, this is your heads up. This is your alert. I am going to be going to another platform. Once again, to the brain dead consumers... Who are just here to consume, that's not going to be an issue. They could care less. They're the type of people, they're dilettantes. They listen to something to be entertained or to pass the time or whatever personal reasons they have, and they could care less. These are for the people who think, uh, I'm sorry, this heads up is for the people that actually think what I'm doing is worthwhile and it means something to them. This is for you guys. 
This is for you guys. And by the way, one of my long-term listeners, and I'm going to be getting into this in a minute, was kind enough to donate money on my my coffee account. Now, the RSS feed itself does have a way to donate, and they are connected. God bless this young man. He is a blessing. He is a literal blessing. Because I know, because he actually bothers to interact with me. As a matter of fact, we have conversations. This young man actually, he doesn't get it completely, but he gets it. We don't always agree, but he gets it. And he realizes the amount, you know, what this means to me. And I hope and pray that somehow or another, I'm a blessing back to him. But for those of you, you know, um, let me let me put it to you this way: Would you, you know, if if you're a serious Catholic and God blesses you in an unexpected raise, uh, uh, would whatever great thing happens to you that is a literal and utter blessing? How many of you get down in prayer and thank him and his blessed mother for the blessing? And the reason I'm saying this is, I'm for the sake of what I'm about ready to say, I'm going to assume that you are a serious Catholic and that you do thank him and his blessed mother when you do get an unexpected blessing. And one of my first episodes on my new platform, whenever that may happen, is going to be, I talk a lot about divine providence. And I'm going to talk about the fact that divine providence is a two-way street. The things, good, bad, and indifferent, that happen to you are divine providence. The things that you do say and think and act, good, bad, and indifferent, are also God's divine providence. So what I'm trying to say on on a spiritual level is, in my own way, I am God's an instrument of God's divine providence. Therefore, if you find what comes out of this podcast edifying and helpful, a good way to show God your appreciation toward his instrument of divine providence is either your prayers or your material contributions. Because um, I consumed a lot of content, set of contest type that is, um, at various times. 
And there were times when I didn't have money to donate to a particular apostolate. I didn't have time. I'm sorry, not time. The money, the resources. So I sent up a prayer, did a rosary for their intentions. And before I close out, because I'm getting ready to wrap up here, um, part of being an instrument of divine providence, um, the True Restoration website, that they're a set of a contest uh, website. They do, they, they have their platform and sometimes they put out their older episodes for free, but the newer stuff you got to get behind the paywall. And when I actually had spare money, I made it a point because they, they run a, a traditional Catholic bookstore, I made it a point to buy books off of their bookstore to support their apostolate. And I, I do that with set of a contest re, um, apostolates in general. My own set of a contest organization runs a bookstore. I try to get my materials from them as much as possible. But my point is, is let's just say right now, if you hear this or whenever you hear this, you have nothing to donate. Your prayers, I need, I've said ad nauseum, I need all the prayers I can get. But, and just because whenever you, um, if you, uh, feel the urge to donate, but you can't because of your material circumstances does not mean that later on down the line, when you do have extra resources that you can donate, that you can't do it then. Anyway, I really appreciate and I'm hoping and praying that these episodes will get out despite the autism that is the RSS feed. From this episode, if it posts, hopes and prayers, hopes and prayers, if it posts, this is your heads up. I'm going, I'm going to be on hiatus for a short period of time. Just so that people know, just so that people know, Oh, and that's another thing too. Um, and because of the nature of my podcast, depending on the amount of material that you're putting out is going to determine the cost of your subscription. You know, they give you packages just like when you take a vacation. Well, if you do this package, you get this. The average package for a podcast curator, depending on the curator, is anywhere between $13 to $25 a month. Now, I am going to need, or I'm going to need 
to pick a curator. But there are also some curators. Some will give you a free trial. For, the, uh, for some of them, however, you actually have to have the money up front. So this is going to be the extent of my shilling. I'm going to have to go to another podcast curator. By the way, I've let my, my uh, subscription with the RSS feed lapse. It was due on Wednesday, as I said in the two episodes I did on my original podcast channel. I let it lapse. Therefore, if these do post... I am not going to renew my subscription with the RSS feed. As far as I'm concerned, the RSS feed is dead to me and will remain dead to me. But I'm going, if, if whatever podcast curator that I migrate to um, needs an upfront fee, in order for me to migrate to that podcast platform, I'm going to need money to do so. As I said, right now I am currently out of work. So I'm putting the ball, and once again, to the dilettantes out there, to you know, to the not serious children. I'd rather consume, this isn't for you. This is actually for the people who, at least on a surface level, realize that there's a lot of effort and care that goes into everything that I do. And even if they think that um, I've got the personality of a pit bull, would like to show their appreciation, this did. This is for you. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really, really appreciate you. And I do. I am grateful for you all. In whatever form you're in. And I do appreciate the fact that even if you're a dilettante and you listened, hey, you listened. So... Thank you for listening. I hope and pray, I hope and pray that the material is edifying and useful. Not, not for my sake. Although, as I said before, these podcasts or episodes are every bit as much for me as they are for you. And when I say this, I want to make a clarification. When I say these episodes or every bit as much for me as for you, I'm talking about the message. Even though I may be the messenger, does not mean the messages that I talk about on my episodes that me being human, that I forget myself and forget the messages that I put out. They're every bit for my, for my spiritual benefit as they are for yours. But... I hope and pray that they're edifying for you and useful. And I also would like to see as many people get to heaven as possible. And I um, hope and pray for you all. Or I'm sorry, I pray for you all. 
I do hope and pray, but I pray too for you all. At the end of the day, though, we have to recognize, um, we have to be able to recognize graces when they're given to us. So, thank you for listening. God bless you. A sincere, heartfelt, uh, God bless you on the on this, on this, the most Masonic of holidays in America. Have a good day. Enjoy your Masonic holiday. Goodbye.
child whose simple faith is ever sure I am the parent's love, unchanging, unconditional and pure I am the loyal friend whose heart will never let you down
Stop.